My name is Blake Huffine, and I'm the pastor here at the Movement Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this message inspires you. hope it grows you closer to Jesus Christ. So let's jump right in and receive the message. Why did God create man naked? And then after the introduction of sin into the world, suddenly there was this need, this requirement to be clothed. That's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to the Movement Church. We're going to dive into this discussion. We're going to go all the way back to the beginning. Now, I'm not going to read all of the beginning of Genesis, um, but I am going to give you a quick recap for those of you who may have never heard the story or uh, maybe you just need a quick refresher on the on the creation story. So God created the heavens and the earth, and then he created man, and he named the first man Adam, uh, and then saw that Adam was not fit to be alone, that man was not fit to be alone, and that he needed a what, what God called a helper, an assistant which does not mean that the woman was any less than the man, but it just means that man was not fit to do it alone and he needed an equal partner. So God brought forth Eve, uh, created from Adam, and together uh, they were sinless, they were in the garden, they were in the presence of God, and everything was great until the serpent deceived Adam and Eve, deceived Eve first to eat eat from a tree that God had forbid them to eat. He told them that they could have everything in the garden except for this one tree they were not to eat from. And the devil, the serpent, deceived them into taking bite of the forbidden fruit. And that's where we're going to pick up because this is where sin is introduced into the world. This fallen world that you and I live in is because of this mistake that we can't blame them for because we would do it ourselves. We take bite of the forbidden fruit just about every day for the most of us. So anyways, let's kind of dive into this and let's see if we can come to some sort of conclusion and understand what the significance was of the of them being naked and then after sin there being a clothing um that sort of thing let's let's dive into that so we've got a good idea of what's happened here that they are they are being deceived into taking bite of this forbidden fruit and um so we're going to go to Genesis 3 and start in verse 6 and I want to kind of give a little bit of a background from the from the scripture here so this is what it says when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise. She took from its fruit and ate, and she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God... Then the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was so naked, so I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to me, she gave me the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, "This is uh, What is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. And then so forth. We see the curses that bring forth, the curse of the serpent to crawl on his belly, the curse for the woman in her childbirth, and the curse of the man to have to labor and work every day uh, to, to survive. So one thing we did see here, though, is that they realized they were naked, right? Their, their eyes were open. They knew they were naked. They sewed together fig leaves uh, and tried to make themselves some coverings, and they hid from God. They done wrong, and they and they hid from God. Now, later on into verse 21, we see that when God came forth, it says this. It says, The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. 
Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. And now he might stretch out his hand and take also from the tree alive and eat forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out from the garden of Eden to cultivate the ground to which he was taken. So he drove the man out, and at the east of the garden of Eden he stationed the cherubim and the flaming sword which turned every direction to guard the tree of life. So what's happened is they've been kicked out of the garden because now mankind knows both good and evil. But something I want to point out here, we're talking about them realizing they were naked. And I I read this, and I thought about it, and I read, and I read, and I prayed, and it says that the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. I was singing that song uh, early this week, Jira, where it talks about if if God dresses the, the lilies with beauty and splendor, how much more will he clothe you? And that's really what triggered it. I was sitting there praying and I was like, if if God is clothing us, what is the significance? What is the tie between God clothing us now as Christians and then and the tie between that and then Adam and Eve being naked at the beginning of creation? Because here's the thing. I had read and remembered that they sewed their own fig leaf clothing, but I never realized that God made garments of skin for clothing, that God made them clothes, out of, uh, uh, he made them garments from skin, from an animal. Maybe you can see where I'm going here. The thing is, is that in life, we sin, just like Adam and Eve, we have taken bite of this forbidden fruit. We are sinners, right, in need of a Savior. And this right here is prophetic. Since the very beginning, God was prophesying what he was going to do, that he knew man was going to fall and that he was going to recover them, that he was going to redeem us in in later on. It was going to be through himself. They realized they were naked and they sued fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. We have messed up in life. We have sinned in life and we've done our own way. We've, we've tried to fix it our own way. We, we've tried to arrange things our own way. We've set up our own gods. We've set up our own lifestyle and we live by it. And in the same way they, sue, they sewed these fig leaves together for themselves, we sew fig leaves together for ourselves every day and we hide from God. We hide from God. We run from God. We try to stay away from the things of righteousness, from the things of holiness. We hide from God and from the truth in life, just like Adam and Eve hid in the garden. They hid from the presence of God when he was walking just so peacefully. And so what's the significance of of God making them clothes of skin? Well, if God made them garments... Out of skin, that means something had to die. That means some innocent animal died to cover Adam and Eve. Can you see where I'm going here? God was prophesying over over mankind himself at the beginning. He was saying that there's going to be innocent blood shed to cover the sin of mankind. God was saying, I've got this, I've got you, that there's there's nothing that's going to surpass me. See, in the same way that these garments that God made from this innocent animal, in the same way it represented Christ dying on the cross and covering the sins of all of us, in the same way, it also represents the covering of grace. 
that you can try to cover up your own sin. You can try to make it to church on Sunday every, you know, every morning, every Sunday morning. You can do all you can. You can you can serve all you want to serve. But the most important thing is if you've sewed all that together for yourself, if you're doing all this for yourself, trying to earn your own way, if you're sowing these fig leaves for yourself, you're not going to make it. You're not clothed by grace. You're not clothed by Christ. But when you let God do it, when you let the grace of God clothe you, when you let the blood of Jesus cover you, just as God's garments that he made for Adam and Eve, when you let that cover you, when you, when you take on that new garment, then you're changed. Then you're redeemed. Then you're in fulfillment and in, in walk with this prophecy that God was giving here. This was huge to me. That even at the very first beginning, at the first, at the moments of sin when it first came, God said, I've already got this. I, I've already got this. My grace is already great enough. My, my hand is already reaching out. My love is already available. See, many people mistake, mistake God thinking that grace and love and all those things didn't come until after Christ died on the cross. But the fact of the matter is we serve the same God from the Old Testament into the New Testament. It's the same God. The same God of love and truth and mercy. The God of grace. We serve the same God throughout the Old Testament into the New Testament. His plan never changed. It was just being fulfilled. The difference is, is we got a good look at what a godly man looks like. When our Lord stepped foot on this planet in the flesh, that's when we, we really saw it. The Old Testament was a building up. It's a redemption story telling of, of when, Christ, when Christ comes. It was showing examples of multiple times that God was raising up his own people, but they, were, they, they always fell short. We always fall short. None of us are perfect. None of God's people are perfect. And if we spend our time in, in church and in our daily lives trying to find the perfect Christian, we're never going to be satisfied. We're never going to be, we're never going to be fulfilled. Because you and I, we need these loin coverings just as much as Adam and Eve. We need this covering as much as Adam and Eve. We need this covering as much as anybody. But what separates one from another is someone who has realized that their fig leaves that they've sowed are not going to work, that they're not going to cover. You and I need loin coverings from the Lord that we read about in, ver in verse 21 of Genesis 3. We need some of these loin coverings. We need the blood of Jesus to cover our sin. That is what we need. And so... What can we conclude from them being made naked? The, the nakedness of, of man was, you know, literal, I'm sure, but it was also spiritual. That there was no need to cover. There was no sin that needed to be covered. This was huge to me. This, 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 this absolutely rocked me. Just seeing God's plan at the very beginning. Because when I read this story, I don't, I really honestly don't think about just Adam and Eve. I, I, I see myself. 
Because like I said, from, from the moment I was born all the way through life, I was taken by it from this tree that I wasn't supposed to. I was eating this forbidden fruit. I've heard so many people say, well, if I was in the garden, that I wouldn't have done that. I can't believe that Eve did that and deceived and you would have done the same thing. We do the same thing every day. The important thing is, is to make sure you understand that you're not going to do any of this on your own, that you need the Holy Ghost. You need the guidance of Jesus to make it. This innocent animal that was shed to provide a covering for Adam and Eve is Jesus on the cross. Jesus was, he's spotless, he's blameless, he walked the earth perfectly, and he took the punishment that you and I deserved on the cross so that you and I can stand before God and be redeemed. That, that we no longer have to have some high priest of the Jewish and the Pharisees and all that. We don't have to have that. Christ became the high priest. So we go through him straight to the Father. That's perfect. That's, that, there's no flaws in that. You can't find one. That's good news. The gospel. That you and I, by placing our faith in Jesus Christ as our only Lord and Savior, as the only way to heaven. That through that, through repentance of our sin, leaving our previous life, leaving this life of sowed fig leaves, this life where we are after our own pleasure, our own desires, building up our own name and our own fortune, this life of, of sin, of, of, of lust and greed, of addiction, we leave behind that life and say, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Cover me with your grace and with your love. Teach me how to be who you designed us to be. That is how you experience joy, peace in life. That's how you get saved. We've got so many people in this world that claim to be Christians, but they're just one foot in. They're not even, maybe even half a foot in. You got to go all in. And you might be saying, well, I don't have anything to offer God. I don't have anything that I can give him, even though he's gave all this stuff. And that's okay to feel like that. You know what you give him? You know what you offer up? Here's my hands. Here's my feet. Here's my legs. Here's my mouth. Here's my ears. Here's my whole body. The Bible says to give yourself as a living sacrifice to God. He don't want your money. God doesn't want anything you have. He just wants you. He wants your heart. He wants your love. He wants your obedience. That's what God desires. That's all God was asking for in the beginning in the garden was obedience. That's all you got to give him is obedience. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this, this word, this, this man. We're so grateful to have the living word of God here. That it just never ends, God. Your words never end. Revelations on revelations just keep pouring out of this book as your spirit leads. Thousands and thousands of followers 
of you, people who love you, get revelations every day from one single verse. One single verse gives thousands of, of revelations over the years, God. And we just praise you for that. That God, you are so great and so almighty that you could have left us, but you loved us enough. You loved us enough to redeem us. You didn't deserve any of the punishment, but you did it because you loved us. We can never, ever repay you for that, God. So we just humble ourselves in the presence of your spirit and just bow down and serve you and honor you and praise you and glorify you, Lord. Please forgive us of our sins, Lord. And we ask that you continue to guide us and continue to pour your spirit into us so that we can shine the light and so that we can share the good news while we still have time. So God, we pray that you would just continue to protect us and to lead us through these spiritual battles. And we give all the praise and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for joining. Be sure to be here next week.